Good morning. Good morning. My name is Lisette and I'm your host. I want to welcome you to the broadcast. I hope you are at a good start to your day as I am. And today we continue on altars. The fire will never die out by Apostle Stephen A. Garner. If you have not heard the beginning of altars, it is crucial that you go to the beginning of, I believe it's like three or four episodes back on altars and learn what altars are all about and how we can apply them to our lives and how not to apply them to our, our lives. Amen. So please go back and listen to these broadcasts. These have blessed my life. I'm sure they will bless you as well. Also, these books are offered on Amazon. If you desire to pick up these books, they are on, in on Amazon. Um, we are officially on chapter three, Mandates of Priest. Before we continue, please bow your heads. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you for awakening your people. I thank you for the breath of air that you give your people. I thank you for life and life in abundance. I ask, Father God, that you bless your people with um, your holy presence. And, uh, Father God, give them a greater revelation of what altars signify, Father God. I pray, Father God, that as you do your work, as you minister unto your people, that they would get not only greater revelation, but that the anointing of the Holy Spirit hit them like never before, Father God. Holy Spirit, a Holy Spirit conviction, a Holy Spirit elevation, a Holy Spirit presence, a Holy Spirit inspiration, a Holy Spirit increase. Father God, I ask Lord Jesus that you bless your kingdom, Father God. And I pray that you do a quick work of righteousness in them, a quick work of righteousness, a quick work of righteousness, that they would increase in their mandates and callings unto you, Father God, and they would be used, Father God, by your uh, by you for your kingdom, Father. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we pray for a catapulting. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, and we thank you in advance. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. First Peter 2, 9, Kings James Version says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should sow forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into marvelous light. It's so true. There is evidence, there should be evidence in your life when God, when Jesus Christ has hit your home. There is evidence of his goodness. There is evidence of his good works. Amen. People will see it, and you will know it. Amen? A priest is simply defined as one who functions as a meteor between God and man. Also, 
one who functions on behalf of their perspective, a respective, sorry, nations, or in our case, local church. Priests are chosen by God, set aside by him to charge and charged by him with duties that are primarily twofold. The first being adhere to God's status and ordinance requires required for him to draw near to his inheritance. Second, they are tasked to carry and vested interest and needs of his people to him. They are true conduits or nexus for the things of God. Within the New Testament, all believers are likened unto priests in the context of ministering unto him and adhering to his status and commands for the advancement of his kingdom. Amen. Now let's look at several scripture references concerning priests and emphasize some of their mandates. Let's take a look at this. Qualifications. It's in Le the book of Leviticus 21, 17, 23. I will go ahead and read this in the King's James Version, but then I'm going to go ahead and read it in the NLT, just as reference to break it down a little more. Uh, speak unto Aaron, saying, Whosoever he be thy seed in their generations that have any blemish, let him not approach to offer the bread of his God. For whosoever man he be that hath a blemish, he shall not approach a blind man or a lame man or that has a flat nose or anything surplus, super superfluous. And in quotations, it says anything that has lost its form. Or a man that is broken footed or broken handed or crook backed, crooked, crooked backed or dwarf or has a blemish in his eyes or be scurvy or scabbed or has his stone broken, his stones broken. No man that has a blemish of the seed of Aaron, the priest shall come nigh to offer the offerings to the Lord made by fire. He has a blemish. He has not come nigh to offer the bread of his God. He shall eat the bread of his God. Both of the most holy and of the holy. Only he shall not go in unto the veil, nor come nigh unto the altar, because he has a blemish, and he profane not my sacrifices, for I, the Lord, do sacrifice, sanctify them. 
for I, the Lord, do sanctify them. Okay, now that I read this in the King's James, I'm going to go ahead and read it in the NLT. And it reads, sorry, I'm looking for the scripture right now. Um, where is 17? Here's 18, 16, 17. Give the following instructions to Aaron. In all further generations, none of your descendants who has any defect will qualify to offer food to his God. No one who has a defect qualifies, whether it's blind, lame, disfigured, deformed, or has a broken foot or arm, or in is hunchback or dwarfed, or has a dis defective eye or skin, sores or scabs, or damaged testicles. No one, no descendant of Abram, Aaron, sorry, who has a defect may approach the altar to present special gifts to the Lord. Since he has a defect, he may not approach the altar of to offer food to his God. So now let's break this down a little further. Apostle continues to say, these verses provide insight into the strenuous process men were put through in order to become a priest in the Old Testament. Notice he states in the Old Testament. Any blemishes in their flesh disqualified them from approaching God and serving his altar. Sometimes the issues in our lives in in it says sometimes the issues in or lives run grave interferences with our spiritual mandates the ministry of the priest and serving the altar of the lord was no small order we could look at each thing emphasized in the text that i have made bold and build a case concerning spiritual issues. The blind, for example, could be representative of those who have a stronghold or unbelief in their minds. As a result, are blinded by the God of this world. And it says, see Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4, 4. And I'll read this to you really quick. 2 Corinthians 4, 4 states, In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto him. There should be a reflection of Christ in all of us. Thank God for Christ, the one who, with no blemishes, who has fulfilled all the qualifications for the priesthood. He has become our high priest, and he's calling all believers into his eternal priesthood. Amen.
men, and amen. I'd like to add to this. It is so important that as we walk with Christ, we learn who he is. We start applying his principles to our lives that you work on yourself internally and the things that you've had to deal with, whether it's abuse, neglect, rejection, abandonment, hurts, um, deceived, strife, and it, it just goes on and on, that we don't let the world infect who we are as Christ, as the mandates on our lives as who we are in him. By doing that, um, we need to continuously stay connected. If you can find a church to um, um, help you grow in certain areas or do a lot of reading, um, there's a lot of books out on um, Christian, you know, um, Christians overcoming obstacles and things that they've had to deal with. And even Apostle Garner has a ton of books. Um, but the reason I say this is because it's deliverance. Deliverance on things that we've been taught in religious paradigms, in our households, as children, dysfunctional things that we've had to outgrow and learn and grow from. Um, and deliverance can be by you learning things on your own or actually going to church and going into an, um, uh, to a people who are sent by God in a fivefold ministry and be delivered, cast out those demons. Um, and I will leave you with the church of God is a remnant church. And it, there's not a lot of churches that are flowing in the fivefold ministries that know God, that are, that are walking in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that have the apostles, the preachers, the evangelists, the prophets. And um, there's five of them, apostles, preachers, evangelists. Um, uh, the prophets, and there's one more, and I'll bring this up again in the next, um, in our next segment, so we can just make this clear. Amen. So God bless you until the next segment. I will see you soon. I hope that this was insightful and this helped you a little. Till the next one. Blessings. Bye bye.